0: What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode thirty of the Disc Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Robin. Next to me, my very good friend Joe, our very very special co-host. Why are you saying I'm special? I, I just, you know, are you
1: like, like what kind of special am I?
0: <laughs> the kind of special that that you know fosters a long term friendship and starts a podcast on a whim and makes it to thirty episodes.
1: Well, I feel better now. Yeah. We're hella old. 30?
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Well, our, posca- our, our podcast is younger than we are.
1: Oh, it is. Um, only for a little bit longer, though. Like, mm-hmm. we're
0: we're creeping up really quick. If podcast episodes equate to years, of course. Sadly, they don't. Sadly, no. But if, if we only released one podcast a year, I'm fairly certain that we would not have as many really awesome listeners.
1: That's true. That's super true. Listen, here's the cool thing, though. So, we've made it to 30. We had to use one emergency episode. We did. But we're at 30 uh, every Friday. Like, there hasn't
0: been any skip. There's been no shake. I like it. Technically. So, the emergency episode, that didn't have a number, right? True. So, this is like 31, right? No, 32, because we did a world's recap also. Right.
1: Well, see, here's the thing. Emergency episode like was a full episode. Recap was like small. We should do more of those, but
0: if you're just our jo- schedules are rough. If you're just joining us for the first time, the emergency episode was an episode we recorded in advance because I had an imminent child coming, which is now with us and four and a half months old. Yeah, so but go it,
1: back like four and a half months or yeah. uh,
0: four and three quarters months. I, I mean, if you really want to hear a hastily prepared, uh, drunkenly.
1: That was a good episode. No, I, I no you you are not doing it justice. Emergency episode was a good episode.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. I guess the one after the emergency episode was probably the sleep-deprived Robin. True. Uh, I mean, but at least you're drunk. I mean, yeah. what? Uh well. No. I, I know. I think that's the one constant of this this podcast. No, we don't. No. <laughs> so we are the disc golf podcast. We love disc golf. We love beer as well. We, we do. We
1: we really love both those things, like, kind of to an extreme, <laughs> but I guess um, not uh, in the sense that it takes away from our other jobs, either one, <laughs> yeah. the alcohol or the disc golf. <laughs> we, try to, we try
0: to keep them contained together in the same place.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. You know, that's a good way to do it. I think we've, like, we figured it out.
0: So we we regularly discuss both on this podcast, the the wonderful craft beers of the world and our favorite disc golf topics, whether it be tournament action or new discs. We review them. We talk about all of it. We do. We do. And uh, I'm going to give you
1: guys just a little uh, peek behind the curtains. So months ago, we reviewed Wolfmother. Oh, no. (laughs) Which is a triple IPA. Yeah. Um, A trepa? It's a a trepa. Instead of a deepa, it's a trepa. Anyways, uh, we had a a few of those cans hanging out in the studio. Yeah. Uh, Granted, studio is not air-conditioned, and uh, one of said cans had just been hanging out for a minute. We drank that can, along with maybe some other beverages. I mean, we don't get drunk, per se, but... That was a lot of booze. Before the episode, just saying.
0: Cool story, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm glad it had a you know a beginning, a climax, and a, you know all kinds. The, of other the stuff.
1: climax is at the end. You wanted the middle <laughs> before you went to climax, but that's that's fine.
0: No, no, it's climax then resolution.
1: Oh. Yeah. So. But there's like something that there's like a what's the middle called? I it's don't just know. the middle, like beginning, middle, climax, resolution.
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't know. All right. Well, I really hope no writers are listening because
1: I am not a writer, so bad. I you that's fine. I've never claimed to be a writer. I don't know how to read, so I don't know how I could be a writer.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh,
1: so we're good on that. On Speaking that of
0: not knowing how to read, Joe had a video from YouTube this week that he really wants to discuss with everyone here. Yeah. So
1: what? What's the name of the disc golf? Strong is disc, that what it's called? It is. So, uh, one of our Slack users, uh, was it a requirement? Yes. I think it's one of our Slack, uh, one of our friends on Slack, so by the way, we'll tell you to get on that later, posted a video last week, and while we were looking at it, I think Rob and I both were like, all right, so where's the joke come in? It was this really dry video of of how to pick your disk up, Um, and it was kind of goofy, and By the end of it, although it was goofy and dry, it made a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like, you know, you pick your disc up all the time, especially if you're, like, doing putting practice and you're throwing, you know, five or six discs at a time, picking them all up, moving back out, doing it again, or even on the course, you're bending over a lot, Mm -hmm. right? So that can definitely wear on on your back. I think we've all felt it, especially if you're, like, Robin has a practice basket here uh, at the uh, d- the disc golf podcast compound training facility. Yeah, training facility, yes. And I've definitely like gone putting, and, and we've you know thrown hundreds of putts, and, and by the end, my lower back is is a little rough.
0: Just imagine the NFL training combine, except without cameras, athletes, uh, turf, footballs, running, running, uh, jumping. Or uh, it's just it's pretty much if you eliminate those things it's, it's like it's just a, like it's a yard a, and add in disc like golf a,
1: yeah it's like a yard with a basket
0: yeah it, it's but, a
1: really cool yard but but it's
0: very sophisticated basket
1: there's like different spots to throw from you yeah. know there's elevation
0: it's cool uh, anyways so watching I, it I took a string and like dragged it out to certain distances you did and you did like
1: marked them and you put like nice stones with numbers on them I did. It's like you do landscape stuff for, for a living or something it's, weird like that.
0: Like I said, NFL Combine. Um, Sands it, all of the NFL stuff. Yes, exactly. Right,
1: right. So, anyways, so basically you're talking about you know not rounding your back and how to bend over correctly to pick up and things like that. And I think it made sense. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the problem. What? It was super goofy and dry.
0: Oh, You know, I, I don't. I guess it wasn't goofy. It was just super dry i I really enjoyed the video first of all, and I think the problem has nothing to do with it being goofy or dry. I think it's the fact that the topic of the video was was about something it's like a video about how to brush your teeth right. you know, like everybody knows they should brush their teeth right, but when it comes down to it, you know you're not gonna brush for two minutes perfectly every time. You're not going to bend over perfectly every time. So it it came down to something that everybody thinks they know exactly how to do, but when it gets down to it, they probably don't do it right. And the video was needed, but nobody wants to hear it. I think that's more, rather than being, because I don't think it was goofy. I've watched a lot of his other videos, and he's got a great point. He's obviously a physical trainer uh, of of some kind, a, um, a personal trainer. Listen, I don't think nobody so, wants to
1: hear it. I think they just want to hear it in a different way. Uh, right? Yeah. I think there should have been like more cool like graphics. There's, and he's been like, pow! There's, there. there's no... <laughs> yeah, cool see, you got that? Right? There's,
0: like, cool graphics. It's like, like, wrong! And like, a big eh. Well, I know? mean, if they wanted to make it a comedy video. But there's then no, Why not? Why not no comedy works? Make, There's no way to make a serious video about picking something up. Then don't make a serious video so like
1: make it okay, make no one will sense take it serious. no but they will you, you can just throw in some funsies
0: listen I, my my overall feeling from that video after watching it was i felt like there could be a joke coming as i was watching it so i was ready to be you know to be uh, taken in by a joke in the end but i was like well that was actually pretty useful knowledge so oh, you didn't see the outtakes you didn't,
1: you, didn't, you didn't finish through and see the outtakes? <laughs> oh, man. there's like, a point where he, like, did it the right way, and he was like, oh, my back, and he fell down.
0: Oh, I was hilarious. That that doesn't sound hilarious, it sounds...
1: Well, I mean, it also didn't happen, And also,
0: I don't think there were outtakes.
1: It would have it, been cool if there was?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure Disc Golf Strong does everything first try, just like we do. What if, like,
1: he was dressed like a Ninja Turtle, and, like, like I said, there was cool graphics, and, like, he spoke in a cool voice.
0: This is going...
1: There's like, cool music. It probably went tight.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just take the shovel out of Joe's hands at this point and Maybe. So look
1: for the, the Disc Golf Podcast uh, redo of this video. <laughs> no, we're not going to do It'll be up that. never. <laughs> but if we did, it would be amazing, uh, inspirational, and hilarious.
0: Joe would probably just be doing squats.
1: That's what I'm saying, though. Listen. <laughs> Listen. If you're putting at home and you're throwing hundreds of putts, just do a full squat and pick that disc up. Like, you're working out your legs hard. Uh Air squats are legit. Mm -hmm. You're not going to roll your back over. Like, it's great for your back as long as your squat form is legit. It's awesome for your legs, which means when you're on the course, especially with elevation, like they're ready to go. I'm a full proponent. I know you're making a joke. I'm a full proponent. Of squatting and picking
0: up discs when you're practicing at home. I totally knew that if I mentioned squats that I would get... <laughs> it's true, though. Reaction. Like, you're making it like a, it's
1: a, a joke, but it makes sense. So... <laughs> if I actually, like, had any real drive, I would, like, do, like, a six-month, like, putt practice every day in squats. And I'd be, like,
0: super yoked. I, I think you'd be... Well, I mean... You'd you'd have strong legs and you'd probably putt better. i that'd be my guess. So I don't know about super yoked, but I mean I, that, my I legs. I my legs. My leg my leg's
1: are already big, like it'd just be tree trunks.
0: So <laughs> anyway <laughs> Oh, you're
1: just gonna roll past it like yeah, you I don't know. believe it? We're
0: we're done. We're we're done here. This is probably the last segment on uh Physical fitness that the disc golf podcast will ever do.
1: That's very true.
0: So no, there'll probably be a time.
1: We'll. I, I think it's there someday. Someday we'll get after it.
0: We're gonna leave the fitness to the experts. We will keep you in tune with throwing things and drinking things. That's we're good at those. That's, I will.
1: I'm good at drinking things.
0: Yeah. Um, I
1: really love to throw things.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not amazing at it. Yeah. Um. Well, we didn't say we'd teach you how to do it right. we just keep you in tune with it. Oh, cool. That's I'm all. in. I'm in. So, we got a great episode coming up for you. We'll try not to go on too many more digressions about random videos and Joe's Fitness. Why didn't you say it like that? I'm say it just like saying.
1: That? Like, that's... I'm, really I'm, a little I'm side just side. guessing. But, you know, that's right. right. <laughs> Let's drink some more warm wolf weather.
0: <laughs> We're going to talk about the, the latest tournament action from the weekend. We had the... Spike Heiser's Blockhouse Labor Day Marathon, the tournament from this last weekend. We're going to look forward to the uh, Tim Selinsky U.S. Masters Disc Golf Championship, which is coming up this weekend, starting right about the time that we will release this podcast. And we're going to uh, do our world-famous deer review. This week we have the Discraft Buzz OS that we're pairing with the Butcher Knife Brewing Company, Buzzcock, which is an English mild ale. So uh, we've got the Buzz OS and the Buzzcock mild English And ale. And,
1: and cool. uh, big ups to Caleb Franklin. Yeah. Who uh, actually got us this beer sent to us. He actually came down to, uh, from Colorado, from, uh, what is it, S- S- Steamboat Springs? I'm going to get a steam, I'm not Yeah, sure. Steamboat Springs, Colorado. He came down and actually played around with them. It, it
0: was a great time. So, this was a user facilitated uh, beer delivery for us where the brewery sent us the beer because one of their great customers, Caleb, who is a, a great friend of the program, went in and told them that they had to. So, we're going to do two of their beers, actually. Right, right. So, a so later same. date,
1: we'll get another one of their beers. In. Yeah. But that's really awesome he got it into us. Uh, I'm super excited about that.
0: Yeah. And we have to mention. We have been sent more discs by our favorite disc golf retailer in the whole world, which is InfiniteDiscGolf.com, and we have a promo code for the month of September. InfiniteDiscs.com. Yes. Sorry, what did I say? DiscGolf.com. Oh, well. Whoops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> com. yes. Uh, they are sending us more plastic. They've sent us a good amount of plastic. The great part is when they send us plastic, we're able to turn that out to you, so... The last few weeks we haven't been able to send out a lot of plastic because they're usually discs that are coming out of our own bags. So, or collections, yeah. Or collections, so it's not something we're going to send out. But uh, we got some more on the way that we're going to be able to turn over to you guys.
0: We also have a promo code. Robin, what's that promo code? DGP9. And what can you get with said promo code? You get 10% off your entire order. Which, which is, is awesome. Which That's Which is incredible. Awesome. Uh, Infinite Disc probably has the best prices. Yep. Anywhere on the internet, they ship crazy fast.
1: Yeah, like one of our Slack users lives in Alaska. Four days. Yeah. Standard shipping, it took four days. Yeah. To get out of Infinite Discs to Alaska, and that was and that was through a
0: three-day that was over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. So,
1: we we talked about, and that's like um, that's almost how like our relationship started with them. Just me sending them email, being like.
0: Y'all are awesome. Yeah.
1: You get me my disc crazy fast. Yeah.
0: And one of the other great things about infinite disk, they have the picture of every disc that you buy. You're mm-hmm. you're buying the picture of that exact disc. So you get to see the stamp color, the disc color, everything. You so you know your, what you're gonna get and it gets there perfect and quickly. So
1: Yeah. Also, just since we're plugging away, if you have an Android, pick up their disk their uh scorecard scorecard app ios i promise it's coming but the more people who use this app i guarantee the better it's going to be if we get everyone using this app it's, good. it's going to change how we keep our scores. And
0: they announced a, a program this last week right after our last episode about uh, they are going to use the app to develop their own PDGA rank, uh, ratings. So you'll be able to get round ratings. But what they need from everyone out there is to use the app and and give them feedback to get those rankings. So For they sure. announced a, a give-back program where they'll give you – points which equate right, to credit for discs infinite disc money essentially if you have a pdga rating and you play courses and submit it to them you will get money towards discs so It's a great thing if you check out our our twitter feed i threw the link out there also check out infinite and find out how to do that because if you have your pdga ranking uh rating And you can go out and play any course and and get, you know, rewards for it. So just as simple as playing your normal round, recording your score so that accurately recording your score so that they can put together the data based on your level of play for that particular course. And then ultimately all of us benefit because we can see from an app what our rating would be right. based on the round we played. So we'll
1: tell you, and you can, you know, you can go for the top score at your local course based on the app too, which is exactly. pretty cool. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. We also have our Slack group, which we've talked about over and over and over again. But it's been it's so much fun. We've got a, a great group of listeners that join us all the time on our Slack group and chat with us. If you don't know what Slack is, it is a chat app, a communication app. Yeah, it's a productivity
1: communication app for yeah. sure. For-
0: so. It, and we've created all kinds of great stuff. We got channels for various things, whether it be talking about disc golf or or actual discs themselves, courses, uh, beer, whatever you want to tournament. talk about. Tournament. Also,
1: I'm not gonna lie. There's totally a channel dedicated to fantasy football coming up. <laughs> yeah, football um, season started. We, we are avid fantasy football uh, owners. I guess that's what <laughs> we're called. Managers. Managers. Uh, and there's definitely a channel rolling there too, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, get some tips and tricks on that. From a uh, back-to-back champ
0: oh boy here we go <laughs> <laughs> anyways our slack group if you want to join our slack group send us an email at the disc golf podcast at gmail.com and you can join us there we'll send you an invite we have custom disc golf emoji people throwing up links to, to awesome disc golf content all the time just chatting with other people you'll probably find people yeah. in your area and I'll tell you right um, now
1: like if you send us that email, um it's it's probably within minutes you're gonna get an invite yeah Uh, we're we're pretty active on that email
0: you can also hit us up on any one of our our uh, social media feeds twitter instagram facebook and we'll hit those all up so later uh, you can find us there and, and we'll send you the invite it's a great way to stay connected meet other disc golf podcast listeners find the man in your dreams in there because as we've learned it's uh pretty much all dudes oh yeah i was gonna
1: say like Oh uh, okay. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's, so, it's, it's all you know, dudes.
1: There might be a lady at some point. So
0: if or you're multiple ladies. If you're a single lady listening to this podcast Or not
1: single lady, like if you're just a lady, like please join if you're anyone join
0: up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, I'm, married, just, I'm just trying to help out the single men in our Slack group by, you know Right. Right. I mean there's there's plenty of eligible it. bachelors I I think. I I'm not sure. Or maybe I'm they're sure all married either. with kids. I don't know.
1: We don't know. But we're all friends, and it's fun.
0: Perhaps I should stop selling our Slack group as a romantic connection.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good idea. Uh, Who knows, but it's probably not, fun. It's
0: probably not the selling If point. there's one thing I've learned from my schooling in landscape architecture, it's at <laughs> <it's> Sex sells.
1: <laughs> oh... Is that because that one time I told you you should just, like, throw in some sort of, like, nice, beautiful, like... Uh, Phallic design. Phallic design that just no one sees except for you. I think so, In, yeah. in every rendering, Possibly. every plan you draw, Possibly. that no one will realize except for you being, ha-ha, that's a dick.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a dick. It's a thing. <laughs> I hope it's not. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Discrete phallic design incorporation. Right.
1: Uh, anyways, and the last thing that we'll go through this episode, aside from all that beautiful stuff, is we we're gonna let you guys know about uh, essential disc golf gear.
0: Yeah, like the things that you go out to the course, you have to bring this with you. You're right. Bum, aside your, from your discs, obviously you need those. Like up to a hundred of them that you recently purchased from InfiniteDisc.com using promo code DGP9. For the month of September. Like, yeah. I, I think. Right. So you have, a, you so have that goes one full saying. month
1: to get 10% off.
0: Yeah. You should use it. You should. You should. And the more you use it, the more they'll see that we have an awesome listener base that loves disc golf and they will continue to give us discs. So. And then when
1: we get said discs, we turn them over to you. It's it's a beautiful cycle.
0: It is. Dare I say perfect. I'm in. Great. So the next thing we should be in on is the tournament action from this last weekend, which was the Spike Kaiser Blockhouse Labor Day Marathon, which uh, was sorry changing changing here, but uh, which was the major tournament. We had no action from from Paul McBeth this weekend, but we did have Ricky Wysocki playing. We had Barry Schultz playing, Bradley Williams. James Conrad was in there, Zach Melton.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, James Conrad. I don't know what James
0: Conrad Yeah, is. well, you should. But uh, this was another great A-tier event. We were expecting Ricky Waisaki to, to come out. No Paul Macbeth, who has just been on a McBeast tear of late, taking down anything do, and everything in his reign. Do you follow him on Instagram? I do, yeah.
1: Have you been seeing what's going on
0: lately? Yeah. I don't
1: really know. Do you know, like, fully what's happening? mm So, he's been posting. I saw something yesterday, which was Tuesday. Today's Wednesday when we record. He is on the ESPN set. Um, I don't exactly know what's going on, but that is amazing. Yeah. that's. Fa- I'm so excited.
0: It's great. Really fantastic, actually, for the entire sport. And, it is. And for Paul, who who deserves Right?
1: It. It's not on ESPN 8.
0: No. <laughs> It's
1: not on the Ocho. It's it's straight up uh, at least one or two. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I really don't know what's going on there, and I'm sorry to digress so much, but that <laughs> no, was it's pretty fine. cool to see that that's happening. And that's why he's probably not mm-hmm. playing this tournament or anything mm-hmm. the following week.
0: So unfortunately for us as disc golf uh, consumers, there was not live video for this tournament, and we have We haven't, got spoiled. Yeah, we've been spoiled by the... Previous five consecutive weeks that Smashbox did live coverage, Smashbox TV of those previous five major tournaments. So this week was kind of like this. Well, what's going on? Why is there a live disc?
1: Right, but not only Smashbox, but it's also been like really quick turnaround from like multiple, mm-hmm. you know, from like uh, Prodigy Jomez. or Jomez or Central, or Central Coast, Coast. Coast. Golf. Yep. and there's nothing. Yeah, at this point, there will be, I'm sure, but yeah. there's nothing at this point, which is. Very strange for us to roll Mm -hmm. into a week talking about the tournament um, with so little coverage.
0: Yeah. So, unfortunately, we don't have a lot to to see that we can directly tell you since we, we weren't there. But we can tell you, spoiler alert, that Barry Schultz was the winner. And in second place, we had a tie with James Conrad and Ricky Wysocki. Oh, yeah, James Conrad. Yeah. Bradley Williams came in fourth place. And then rounding out, we had Andrew Fish in fifth, Zach Melton, Chris Dickerson coming in in sixth, and then Cameron Todd rounding out for eighth. So we had a, you know, fairly surprising and that I feel like us and many others felt that this was an obvious Ricky win. Yeah, totally. But I...
1: He's been on a tear, but... He's. This is now three weeks mm-hmm. in a row that Rick hasn't been doing Rick things. Rick's been. Rick has rolled back to uh, Richard. Oh no! Oh no! But <laughs> right, he's 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 playing like the Ricky that was called out by Paul McBeth. Uh,
0: i it, it could be. I, I don't. That's know. That's not
1: true. It wasn't. It wasn't really close in this tournament. I mean, I pay attention day to day. Like I mm-hmm. said. Or like Robin said, there wasn't any um, big coverage even like on Twitter. There wasn't a big source that was giving a lot of updates. It was more so like us trying to dig deeper and like just trying to update mm-hmm. the people. Looking on the website. PDGA Live and, right. and, um, and
0: the Twitter feed and but, things like but that. But through
1: all of it, it it really wasn't that close. Schultz took the lead on day one.
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: And just kept rolling. Mm-hmm. Um You know, granted, as as rounds went, who knows? It could have gone back and forth. And I'm sure we'll know at some point when we get some good coverage.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, Ricky Wysocki appears to have had the lead after round one. Um, So round two, Barry Schultz shot a 44, which was what put him in the lead uh, for good.
1: Wasn't he tied
0: after the first round? Uh, Schultz shot a 48 Ricky shot a forty five. Oh, all right. In round one. So uh and so I believe that was, was Okay and then Schultz just came,
1: came rolling after and, one.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then the well the round two forty four. That's was, a big deal. Well, yeah. So one better than, than Ricky's previous day round was what put him ahead and, and Rick that day shot a forty seven, so he gave up those those three strokes. So it looked it appears as though they would have been tied. Okay, that sounds right. I remember at, them being tied at the of end, the end of round two, and then in round three, uh, they both shot the same. And then in round four, uh, Barry Schultz was four strokes better. Ricky shooting the fifty-one and then the forty-seven. So it appears as though uh, Schultz and and Ricky were neck and neck the entire time until round four.
1: Well, you can't forget James Conrad.
0: Yes. So.
1: Who's
0: who? Well, he, who's, he was. He more came from behind, shooting a fifty-one and forty-eight and then a 46 and a 45 in in the following round. So he kind of came came in towards the end to to pull it. That's, that's endurance right there. pulled together that that tie for second place. So, uh, you know, Barry Schultz, long-time pro, great player. There's no surprise that he would end up there, but I think a lot of us really thought that that Ricky was was going to be the the top dog in this one.
1: Yeah, so, I mean there there was there really was was no doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I feel like <laughs> through almost the entire time we're doing this podcast, every time we have a consensus number one, mm-hmm. they lose. I think last time I had a consensus number one, uh, Bradley Williams came in and took it.
0: Yeah.
1: Or Cam Todd took it. Mm-hmm. There's been a few where we had a consensus number one, and so we're going to stop having consensus yeah, number ones because that just pick. doesn't work out. Well,
0: anymore. we're going to get our chance because upcoming this week, With the the Tim Selinski U.S. Masters Disc Golf Championship. We do our picks every week through the SkipAce.com Disc Golf Fantasy League. We have a Disc Golf Podcast Fantasy League with our listeners that we play in each week. Well, at least one of us does. Joe is... Hey, I did it last week. Joe's still working on... on I missed a week. I missed a week. A week? Are you sure... We've missed the
1: same amount of week except for that
0: one. you sure it shouldn't be plural weeks? Well...
1: Since I've really been paying attention, I've missed one week. (laughs) I, like, totally woke up in the morning. I was like, oh, no, I need to put my picks Uh, in. And it was too late because it was, like, on the East Coast and it already started.
0: So in terms of of A-tier disc golf events, this is our our major one with the U.S. Masters. So this is Masters age players, guys that have been around for a little bit, getting out there, still playing disc golf at the pro level. So in terms of the top rated players that are at this tournament, we have Patrick Brown, Don Smith, Jonathan Baldwin, Shasta Chris, Robert Barnage, uh, sorry Bainbridge my bad and um, let's see. Jason Olsies has been on yeah. uh, he's been on the Jason Olses, Coast. Yeah. he did the, the Monterey yeah. I remember him Mm-hmm. so we, he's one we of we the boss throwers these are all. U.S. Masters Disc Golf Championships is presented by Innova Discs, and we have to do our picks for this tournament. We do, and we
1: didn't talk about our picks for last week. We know we didn't do well, but we'll just shortly say I did slightly better than Robin. Yes. So That's I accurate. I won, really not by a lot, um, but, but I won, so I, I believe I get to start it off.
0: You do. You do.
1: So my third place pick for Masters is John Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has at least one I think he has one world championship under his belt. Mm-hmm. And I own a hurricane with his signature on it. Mhm. So he's who I'll take as my third place finisher. Gotcha.
0: So this tournament is in Stockton, California. And as I look through the list of players, I'd say that probably 85% of them are all California players. Yeah. yeah. So we're missing a few other masters level players. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Don Smith to place third.
1: Ooh, all right. So, all right. So in second, um, he is. I feel like he's probably going to be cl- new to masters so he was playing open for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But he is a champ. Uh, DGA's own
0: Shasta Chris. Mm-hmm. We're going to be the same on this one, and yeah. I, I think we're going to be the same, same on, on, this on the next one too. Two? Okay. Yeah. Because I also think Shasta Chris will play Saturday. Yeah.
1: Shasta Chris, if you don't know who Shasta Chris is, watch more Central Coast Disc Golf because he's on a lot of that stuff. Yeah, Especially when it is Central Coast tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, like Monterey, Santa Cruz, uh, what have you. Dude is a killer putter and can bomb. hmm.
0: I'd say the odds of Central Coast Disc Golf, golf coverage on this, this particular tournament Are pretty high. is pretty high.
1: It should so. be. Uh, so... I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sure we're in the same, but I'll start it. Uh, PB, Patrick Brown, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he is a, is he latitude or is he dynamic? He's in No. He sure. changed
0: this year. He did. Oh, shoot. we talked
1: about in an earlier podcast. How I was like, he switched over and he's now playing masters and gonna make some money for a brand.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right.
1: Um, he's trilogy nonetheless. I believe he is latitude. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, he's an old school innova dude. He is uh, the patriarch in my mind of Golden Gate, which is an amazing uh, disc golf park in San Francisco, California. He's out of San Francisco. He's a stud. You've seen him around, I'm sure. Dude crushes knows what he's doing. So lat, right? Yeah. Yep. So latitude sixty four. He he's just good.
0: Latitude sixty four and boom clothing. Um, so he, yeah, he's, yeah, he he knows I, what he's doing. I've been around him a few times in in Golden Gate and long time pro. Uh, you know, there's there's been uh, many many time that I've been around him out there. He's always he's always out there helping helping out. Yep. He's been a, a big time kind of. Right which is
1: funny cuz I feel like like there are like YouTube videos floating around about him like being a jerk on the course. Yeah,
0: no there there have been recently of of him uh where where there was uh, people saying that there was some bad behavior. But uh you know, I don't know. I mean, they, I'm sure these people are are correct and and there's there's someone but everybody has bad days from time to time. Yeah. I've been around him on more than one day like those people and um it it's not what I would say is normal. Listen,
1: I've literally kicked a bag before.
0: Yeah. so Maybe more than once. That, that's true. You know, when you, when you talk, people expect better behavior from pros, and we should expect better behavior from right. pros, but at the same time, we're all human, and I'm sure that, that, that the reports it's that reports is not even really the right word. Hearsay. Yeah. Uh, well, and and you know these are people posting on Facebook and things like that, and mm, and maybe yeah. they didn't have a have a, a great encounter with a particular player. Do you think
1: you ever got pissed off and threw a forty on a hole?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't think so. Yeah, me. neither. Hopefully, either. I will never do the same. But I'm also picking Patrick Brown to yeah to win. So. All
1: right. So we're we're real close. I did take a fourth just because of Skip Ace. Uh huh. And purely because I know his name from other, like, Monterey tournaments, I did take Olsace.
0: Uh-huh. I, I'm i not sure what I'm going to do for fourth place. Um,
1: I also took an FPO, but I don't know who any of them are.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> There's, like, six women on the on the FPO Masters card.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I'll have to look closer because at the moment I don't either. Right, I'm sorry. And I don't have it in I'm front sorry. of me. I'm
1: sorry. I don't mean to disrespect anyone.
0: Ladies, we love you. We do. Thank you for playing disc golf. Yes, we need more of you.
1: You are making a great difference.
0: Yeah, so the next thing we want to talk about is essential disc golf gear. So what what you need to carry on the course? We we or what you just to,
1: need for your game in general? Yeah,
0: that's true. Because one of these items on this list is you're not going to carry. to carry on the course. You you. There's one maybe, one, but it's one version of it. A little it funky, that could, but yeah. But the things that you really. Should have as a disc golfer, uh, whether it be carrying on the course or at your home, and
1: these are all things that make you better and make your rounds better.
0: Aside from the hundred and fifty discs that you purchased from InfiniteDiscs.com,
1: right? Using DGP nine as your promo code yeah. to get ten percent off. Did
0: we already say that? I feel like maybe I, I yeah, can't I don't remember. Know. But nonetheless, the first thing that that we think everyone needs is a decent bag. Yep, and it doesn't matter what size or what type of bag it is, it's most important that you like it and it's comfortable yeah. and that it carries the amount of discs that you want to carry out on the course with you.
1: So I'm going to take a step back. What what kind of bag did you carry when we first started playing? I don't even remember what you carried.
0: Uh, so er, my first bag, the one that I, I used all the time, was just an REI sling bag. Like It was just literally like an REI kind of like, single-strap bag that carried, you know, like, seven discs. Yeah. That was the, the first bag I ever used. And uh, and then I switched to a a, um, a backpack that I got, and then finally switched to a fade bag.
1: Yeah. So I was similar. So. Yeah, I had a backpack, and then I went to a fade bag, uh, and then bought shoulder straps, like, better straps for it, mm-hmm. um, and then moved to a backpack, and... Just that switch from like a regular backpack, you know, fumbling around through your backpack trying to figure mm-hmm. out your discs, uh, to just like the fade bag, like a big bag that held like 16, 17 discs, was amazing. You kind of see and flip through your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I kind of got through that and getting a backpack disc golf bag, uh, like I carry a, a Ranger, a DD Ranger, um, Just feels so much better. Like the two Mm -hmm. straps and it just centers really well on my back. Like it's awesome for for my back. Get get a decent bag. You don't need to go fully. You don't need to spend $200 on a bag. But spend something. Get something that's really comfortable that lets you see all of your discs and carry enough to work with um, even a bag in general. Like if you start with that sling bag, you know, if you're carrying five discs in your hands, you're playing around, Odds are you're gonna lose one, <laughs> and it just gets annoying, you know, having to mm-hmm. scoop them all up at every hole. And every time you need to throw, you need to pop them all down and pick them all up. Uh, yeah, a, a bag is a big deal.
0: No joke. I've seen I've seen plenty of people go out playing early rounds. I'm sure with with like plastic bags that they probably purchased their their beer in right right before right. And the it's, thing is,
1: you got to carry more than just your discs, and we'll get into some of those we'll things We'll get into too. the
0: rest of those. We didn't really want to go into exactly what bag you should own, because right. there's really a lot of terrific bags on, on the market for this one, but they are worth it if you're a, a beginning player or an up-and-coming player, and you're wondering why do these people carry these bags, why do you have so many discs, we carry the discs for multiple reasons, the the you know, right. large quantity of discs. The main one being, as a developed player, you likely have a larger shot selection. We also carry backups of our totally. favorite discs in case That's we lose them. That's a big deal. Them, which, is, which is a big deal. And, uh, you know, those two being the main reasons is is layering your discs. Layering meaning carrying backups or having multiple of the States same discs yeah. to, to carry through. And then, secondarily... You know, just having a range of shot selection. Right. So, whether that be just putter, mid-range, fairway driver, distance driver, you know, that's four discs right there. Yeah. And if you carry each, a couple of different varieties of each one, that's how you get to the point where you need a bag. Totally. And then there's
1: get out of jail shots. mm -hmm. You know, if you're, you know, in a heavily wooded area and you've got the smallest little hole to get Mm -hmm. through. And you need to throw a thumber, a tomahawk, or mm-hmm. a forehand something you don't usually throw to get out. Yeah, all all that stuff you'll you'll find places to use
0: it. So, as as you develop in disc golf, and it, we have and you stated, feed your addiction to buy yeah. more discs. <laughs> We've stated in other podcasts that it's great as a beginner to to work exclusively with putters or or a understable range disc to develop your game. And as you grow, you will want a bag. And for there sure. are plenty of small bags that can accommodate totally. the 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 amount of discs that a normal beginner would carry too. But right. it's helpful to have a bag for a couple... Another reason I would say is that you develop a routine based on that and, mm-hmm. and disc golf, like a lot of other sports, is about routines and, and how you get into your zone, your comfort zone and you make your shots and having your disc in the same place or in the same general area in a bag, I think helps and kinda of takes one element of thought out of the game. Like, do I have to fumble through my backpack to find it? Yeah. Or the, the the bag that I'm carrying. If you have a bag that organizes your discs, that's one less thing to think about. They're right there, you know where right. it is. Right.
1: And if you have like everything in one central compartment and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you have a beverage or two and now you throw your empties in there and they're <laughs> splashing around and now you got Some uh, some beer on your discs and it's (laughs) it just gets goofy. Yeah, it It really does. Uh, So a good bag is uh, essential. Granted, we have not played with a cart yet. We're still working on Mm -hmm. hopefully getting a cart at some point.
0: All right, let's very interesting. Let's move on. Next one, we think a practice basket. This is huge. As soon as you get serious about this game, the first thing you need to do is get a practice basket. Yep. When you finally just give in to your addiction to this sport, the practice basket is the number one thing you need because this game often comes down to putting. Yeah. And when you get your putts down, the only way to do it is to practice, and you're not going to be able to go to the course all the time to do that. So getting your own basket at your home where you can putt and practice shots in your spare time will, number one, greatly improve your game and it'll give you a chance to play disc golf when you normally wouldn't be able right
1: to. and you can and you can bring the whole family in too you know mm-hmm. kids can throw stuff in the baskets uh you know your wife your husband whatever uh it's it's a great thing to have you know you can use it if you have a bigger yard for upshots, a really big yard drives for accuracy like i love having a target when i'm doing field work Mm-hmm. you know usually you know you're in a field it's it's field work um but i usually set if i'm not just trying to just crank stuff and i and i want to work on accuracy i will set a spot and there's nothing better than an actual basket to set as your spot yes. that you're throwing to
0: exactly and there's lots of different uh baskets out there right at many different levels ranging from you know 50 to $70, all the way up into hundreds.
1: Totally. But regardless, any are good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Like, ultimately, you're throwing at a target, and the worst baskets are still going to help you with your putting. Yes. You know, granted, there will be points where you have to just tell yourself, like, yeah, that would have been good.
0: Yeah, that's if I fine. was on the course, that putt would have made it, even though it chained out or On or a single like chain that.
1: because I yeah. have no chains in my basket. That will
0: happen. You still tell yourself, you know, I hit the line I was going through, and I'm not going to worry about that.
1: And yeah, so 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 check it out. Um, and if you join up on our Slack, <laughs> another uh, run to it, there have been a few posted that are in, like, the $70 range that mm-hmm. work really well. It's something that's that's really needed. and it's going to help your game. Um, and, and plus, it's great to pass the time. I know mm-hmm. uh, when my son was young, young, Robin and his brother would come over and we would put in the front yard with lights on while he hung out in mm-hmm. uh, his little jumpy. Like, it was fantastic. Yep. It's tons of fun. It's something you need. Uh, get a practice basket. Yeah. A uh, pro tip, by the way, that Robin just discovered in the last couple of weeks, if you wrap a towel... Around the center pole of your practice basket, it makes almost no noise. So yeah. if you've got sleeping babies, which Robin knows
0: all too well. I do. Um,
1: or neighbors or anyone who you know, doesn't. Or you're playing
0: inside in an apartment. Love the
1: gorgeous, amazing sound of those chains clanking. I know. Like, uh, I, can't, right.
0: I can't believe I even had to think of a reason. You can, you can mute to it. silence uh, the and, terrific and noise. And it works really well. Yeah. You can. Big time. All
1: right. So what's the next thing?
0: Next one is a mini. And you need to bring a mini with you. And there's a couple of reasons why. I think I see a lot of players out there that don't carry minis. And in terms of growing as a disc golfer and understanding the game and eventually playing in tournaments, you need to get used to playing with a mini because it's a huge part of how the game is played at the tournament level. Even if you play casual, Mm -hmm. it's
1: still something you should be doing.
0: But still... I think the the tournament part of it is is the point it is
1: it is you're training yourself you're
0: training yourself t- so that if you get into a tournament, you don't have to change the way you play right quick, so. quick
1: fun story. We played a doubles tournament, and Robin was so locked in to his playing with a mini that I had to like yell Stop at him or drop it like he was like a puppy, yeah from picking up my mini when it was my turn to step up yeah. and putt again.
0: This is this is true. Sadly true. I was so I was so fixated on my normal routine where I pick up my mini in the process of going to my disc after throwing that I forgot that I also had a doubles partner. Right. And it literally it probably like I stopped doing it maybe whole 9.
1: Totally. Yeah, it was a good it, it was a good eight. eight it was or so. quite a bit. It was like
0: Drop it. No. Stop. No. Just leave it. Leave it. Okay. Luckily, uh, we had nice card mates who who didn't really care.
1: Yeah. We were fine. I don't think... I think you only really picked it up once.
0: Yeah. I was able to catch you
1: (laughs) the other times. Once I saw you pick it up once, I was like, no! You can't do that. Uh, we,
0: We were good. But that's the importance of minis. We use minis to mark the lie of the disc. So when you putt, you don't have to use a mini, but if you want to put yourself... 10 inches closer to your basket
1: right or you're throwing a second shot like that's that's where it wears on me mm -hmm. like i'm fine with with casual players like if you're 15 feet out from the basket and you pick up your disc and put your foot down like i trust you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but if you are picking your disc up and then stepping out your like steps for like another drive i'm not into that yeah like i You need to know exactly where you can plant your foot on your drive. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need you taking three extra steps.
0: So the mini, just kind of important.
1: And the more you play and the more you buy discs, you're going to get a lot of them. Yes. You're going to have a handful of them. Um, A great thing that Rob and I practice is we usually carry like three or four. So if one of us forgets one, we've got, you know, a backup uh, granted we both have kids and they like to throw, they around love too, to throw so them around yeah. sometimes they're not in our bag because they're all around our house mm-hmm. carry a handful mm-hmm. it, it helps everyone on your card
0: next thing, sharpies you have to carry a sharpie and you carry a sharpie because if and when you get an ace you need people to sign it and you carry that sharpie because you go out on the course every day expecting to get it
1: yes I also carry one because I'm really bad at putting my name in my discs. Yeah, that's true. And too. I, like, every time before I run, I have to, like, pull out, like, a handful and be like, oh, I need to put my stuff mm-hmm. in this because I love this disc. I need to do that again next time, by the way, because I totally... Because also, so technically, uh, for a legal disc, you need to have a marking in it. You do. It doesn't have to be your name and number or whatever. It has to be a unique marking, though, mm-hmm. that shows that it is your disc. You do. So I started in my putters just putting my name because... If I leave one behind mm-hmm. I'll need a phone call for a prime judge yeah like it's a seven dollar disc
0: no any it's cool any recognizable marking of, of some kind for for a pdga disc in in the off chance that they they want you to do this because in tournament play, if two players happen to throw the same disc in the exact same color in the same weight and all this sort of stuff and they land very close to each other, they don't want to have to deal with. Whose disc is what, or a player picking up the wrong disc? It's it things happens. Like, things it, like that. It you totally know, happens.
1: I think we both had like either ibexes or obexes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had some some vibram mid ranges that we used to throw that were real close to identical. Mm-hmm uh, That I feel like we ran into that once or twice.
0: So it, that's why they asked that, but. Um, having having the sharpie, I think one. It's mostly for the ace. It's for the ace, Absolutely. and for and for and and for other people. Exactly. Joe and I witnessed an ace just the other day on the course, and the fact that I had a sharpie meant that that guy got signatures on his disc, and they weren't carrying it. Otherwise, it would have just been his. They would have sign it later on in the day, and instead, right. he's got you know multiple witnesses on his. Yeah. Disc. So
1: totally. Uh, is, so the the next up. Is, is a big deal, and I guess it maybe should have been higher, like, closer to the top or whatever. A good water bottle. Yeah. need to have a good water bottle. Really good water uh, bottle. For, for multiple reasons. Like, I carry a, a hydro flask, the big 40-ounce one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to stay hydrated, especially, you know, if you drink uh, possibly other beverages on the course. <laughs> uh, it'll help you out. But two, a big reason that we carry water bottles where we play... There's a lot of poison oak. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of oak, and Robin gets it real, real bad. Yep. So uh, it it really helps kind of, you know, if you need to rinse your leg off or rinse your disc off, especially if it's like one of your main go-tos, um, it's going to help you out. So the more water you can carry on your person Keep yourself time, hydrated. Right. You clean. don't want to carry a 12-ounce bottle and have to use half it on your disc and then basically out of water after mm-hmm. a few holes
0: now I do also carry a 12 ounce bottle of water in my bag but for the purpose of just that so I carry a regular water bottle and then I carry a disposable plastic one also like you know your crystal geyser totally. water bottle for uh, one poison oak so poison oak if you're if you're not aware you can use water it say mostly for if I throw my disc into poison oak and I know that there's poison oak oil on it. If you use dirt and water, you will get right. Yeah,
1: give the quick tip. Like, give them a rundown of how you take care of, like, poison oak, poison ivy disc. Because it's a pro tip. Yeah. We do it a lot.
0: One, get your disc out of the poison oak without touching poison oak. Or get your friend. Or get your friend that doesn't get it to do it. Or doesn't get it bad, yeah. Yeah, one or the other. That's me. Then,
1: I, I, I get it out of the poison oak most of the time.
0: Then get some water on your disc. And after that... Grab some loose dirt, so the what gives you a, you know a, a rash from either poison oak or poison ivy is an oil. So if you use water and you use dirt, you're going to soak up the mm-hmm. oil into that dirt and just basically scrub it. Use your rag that you carry with. Which I also is, use like I tall just,
1: grass and bunch it up, and you can scrub down everything with some. That'll some tall work grass. too. Yeah.
0: So spoiler alert on a future one because I just mentioned rag. Uh, which is something you also need to carry. Oh, will, we didn't is,
1: even put that in our list. No, it's there. But
0: it, uh, so, but basically, if you scrub that disc with combination of water, dirt, and then finally wipe it clean with a rag, you will get all of that oil off of there. As long as you do it diligently. Um, and then you can throw your disc again. Say it's your favorite driver and you need it. You know, you want, you need to be able to just do that and not know that you're going to get a rash from poison oak or poison ivy. Right. So, and then the second reason to carry a small water bottle like that is you can use it to get a disc out of a tree. Yeah. Yeah. A nice, heavy water it's, bottle. It's weighted. It's going to give you a chance to throw something up there. There are also people that bring things like golf balls or baseballs. I like to kill two birds with one stone and have something that's going to be. Both weighted and heavy and also give me a chance to rinse it off without using the water right, that right. that I use to keep myself hydrated. We're also
1: lucky around here there's lots of rocks around that yep.
0: that make it plenty of rocks. So.
1: Um but you know, just don't throw it into a tree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. That'd be better. And then from there we'll go right into a, a towel. Towel, rag, whatever it is. Yeah. You'll wanna have it in, in your bag, especially when it comes winter time for drawing a disc to get the grip that you need to throw. Mm-hmm. So.
1: so multiple towels when there's lots of rain. Um, one good, like, absorbent towel in, say, like, springtime, if you go out early in the morning, that morning dew, like, is pretty killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but always rags. Rags definitely are needed for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. Um, for me, the other thing that I feel like a dummy if I don't bring it on the course uh, is and we're not even sponsored by them, but I love it so
0: much. We mention it all the time.
1: We do is the bottle keeper. Yeah. Um, you can throw like I have the big. I have the bomber one, and mm-hmm. they, they sell them. You can put a. It's basically it's. A, it looks like a water bottle. You can pop a glass. Looks like a
0: stainless steel water bottle. Right.
1: You can you can pop a glass beer bottle into it. They sell them in twelve ounces. I don't know that. I don't. I don't need that. I have the twenty two ounce version, the bomber version. You pop a twenty two in there. It keeps it cold, uh, but the other thing is it puts a nice seal on the cap. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've all been there. If you roll, if you're rolled with a twenty-two before in your bag, you forget you have it in your bag, and you, you take five steps and it sprays all over your back or all over the mm-hmm. ground because it it foams up. Bottle keeper alleviates that one hundred percent. Yeah, it keeps a nice seal, keeps it cold. You get a nice little tss, pop when you open the the top. Mm-hmm. It's legit. It's amazing. And, uh, just like, who knows why, like, just lucky you, it also looks like you're just drinking water all day.
0: It does. It looks exactly like a regular water bottle, which is terrific if that's what you want to look like you're doing.
1: I mean, I have just because I could, Mm -hmm. but I mainly bought it because it, like, keeps it cold and... Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a nice seal. Like, literally, I have, uh, like, it's fallen out of my bag before, and I've like been on the next level, be like, "Oh no, where's my beer?" Yeah, and ran back, found it, kicking it there. Not a single drop has spilled. Mm-hmm. Life is good.
0: And I, I, I'm sure you have too. But I've played entire rounds with people and had them not realize that,
1: unless you like point it out, and you're like, "Yeah,
0: hey, you see this?" <laughs> have them not realize that what it was. Totally, you know, they're, that they're it wasn't they they are water fantastic.
1: Bomber. By the way, uh, if anyone knows them. Hook it up. I'll i probably send an email. I think we need to talk to them more. <laughs> we're big fans.
0: Yeah, bottle keeper, check it out if you haven't. It's a it's a great great
1: Yeah, it's just bottlekeeper dot com. Yeah. It's it's pretty fantastic.
0: if you don't know what it is or haven't seen it, you should. It's it's pretty terrific little yes. little thing. The the next one is in and our final one for now. There's so many things that Sorry, be just, we 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 but, I think
1: we started with five and we're at like seven now, but yeah. that's all right.
0: But we're going to go and say that you need multiples of your putters.
1: I like you said multiples because uh, I thought you were going to say like, I thought you were going to give it a number amount.
0: No, no. You just need more than one of your favorite putter.
1: And more than two, I'm going to say uh, more than three. Okay. Y- you need to have enough that you can, with your said practice basket, putt with the same putter mm-hmm. over and over and over. You don't want to have a practice basket and have 15 different putters yes. there. Um, it, that, that doesn't make sense. You're mm-hmm. not getting the right flight. You're not figuring out. Uh, Robin and I have thrown more than our fair share of putters. And we can confirm that different putters fly differently. They
0: do. They, they, they really do. And they feel different in your hand.
1: Totally. And it's all... Um, that piece of your game is so much based on repetition and mechanics... That you want to have the same feel in the same mm-hmm. flight every single time. So the more discs you can have in that mold, um, and like you don't have to have seventy of them, Robin, I, but you can and that's fine. Uh, but enough that you can really kind of roll around your your practice basket or even you know um, a pole that you find,
0: or when you get in to the course and you're warming course, up.
1: You want to be able to throw a a good chunk. Um, I guess, I mean, multiple, like multiple, multiple, like three plus is better for home. Like you don't want to roll out to the course with 15 putters in your bag. But you want to get that dialed in. You do. You want to be able to hit every point from like, I guess if you're Ricky Wysocki, from 60 or 100 feet in. God. For us mere mortals... You know, anywhere like from circle's edge in, yeah. you want to have all the different elevations down and feel comfortable with all that going into a round.
0: You want to you be confident about those circle putts. If you can make those putts inside the circle, you're, you're feeling good.
1: Yeah, if, so. listen, if you and I hit 80% of mm-hmm. our in the circle putts,
0: We'd be a lot better than we are. We
1: we would we would <laughs> we would take at least five strokes off of pretty much I'd every round so. we play. Yeah, yeah, which is ridiculous, and I probably shouldn't say that out loud, <laughs> uh, but it's true. Yeah, it is. You know that 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 twenty five to thirty three is treacherous, mm-hmm. but I think we throw. The majority of our putts better than most because we carry multiple... Well, we don't carry. We have multiple putters, and we practice with the same putter Mm -hmm. all the time. That's true. And that's what y'all should be doing. It helps.
0: It's now deer review time. Our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them together, and tell you whether you should carry them on the course. Today we have, or tonight rather, we have the Discraft Buzz OS... They were pairing with Butcher Knife Brewing Company's Buzzcock English Mild Ale.
1: Yeah. So, first off, it's a, uh, we both actually carry, Robin actually has two different plastics. The main one that we've both thrown, though, is a 2015 Memorial Championship fundraiser disc, which is in their Crystal Z plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super pretty. Uh, I think it's, it's sparkles it does it's it no like it it has glitter in it it's a glitter disc it might be called metal flake or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it anywhere else <clears throat> it's it's a glitter disc it's a pretty um translucent red with with glitter inside of it it's and then it's got a bottom stamp of the uh the the little, buzz logo the buzz uh little bee or horn or whatever mm-hmm. it's a clean disc
0: it is so we're pairing that with Buzzcock, English mild ale, which is a four point3 percent mild ale.
1: Right from Butcher Knife out of Steamboat Springs in Colorado. Thank you once again, Caleb Franklin hooking us up
0: with an IBU of 21.: Yes. Um, which is a low IBU, but for a mild ale is actually high.: Totally.
1: and it's you know it, and it comes in a, a beautiful can. And if you, if you listen at all, you know uh, we like us some beer and cans. We do. It's a it's a beautiful
0: life to live in. We like portable canned beer. It's wonderful. The Buzzos is a speed five, a glide four, a turn of zero, and a fade of three. And what that basically amounts to is a very overstable mid-range disc. Yes. Yes. And the the Buzzos is. A terrific compliment to a a Buzz, being that the feeling overall is very similar in terms of the flat top, the, the rims, very, everything. Very similar. If you throw a Buzz, the Buzz OS will fit perfectly in your hand, and it will complement the flight path. So where the Buzz mid-range disc is normally a straight-flying mid-range that you can... Throw out there and get it to fly straight for long distances. The Buzz OS, as it is named, is going to be something when you need it to go out and you need to fade and get it to go for a right handed player to fade to the left in the later portion of the flight. Also, terrific in in windy conditions where you need to make sure that you don't lose control of it in the wind. It's also a wonderful forehand disc in terms terms of mid ranges where you're doing full power forehand shots it it's very helpful to have a disc like that uh, like the Buzz OS for that terrific all around yeah it takes your torque no mid-range. problem
1: and, and does work mm-hmm. for sure
0: so i would say one thing about this disc is it's i wouldn't recommend that anybody that is a beginning level player throw it i, no. I there's just no, no benefit no 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 so this is certainly something that is for either intermediate or advanced players when they understand what what the overstability means and when to use it. It's or, you
1: know, and if you're a natural buzz thrower and, uh, you know, you got one beat in or you got some, maybe even like a fresh type one and it's turned over on you. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess, you just have a really good understanding of what a buzz in general does. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice compliment.
0: Yes. So it but again, just not something if you're if you're working on your game and you're new to disc golf that, that you really need in your bag. Right.
1: And Ron and I talk about start with a putter or a mid range. hmm This is not a mid range to start with.
0: I agree. At all. No. This is and often so I do bag the the Buzz OS and I, I think Joe does too, right? No? You don't. Okay. Nope.
1: It. Uh, I'll explain in a minute why I don't. But so, I did
0: for. I did for a while. So I use the Buzz OS. Is is kind of a specialty shot disc for me. So I'm using it in in abnormal conditions. One headwind. Yes. Off the tee. If there's a situation where I where it's a a mid range level shot and I have a pretty intense headwind, I'll use it for that. I use it for forehand shots where I'm in a similar situation. Uh, it, where I'm looking at mid-range distance and I, I can't risk turning it over or I need to make a, a dogleg shot out of it. Uh, I also use it for kind of get-out-of-jail shots. Right. Where I'm stretched out or something along those lines and it's a forehand shot. Or even if I'm behind a bunch of things, I know that I can throw it out on a backhand line and it's going to work its way back to the left no matter what. So... It, no matter how much power i put on it i can still get out there so it's a it's a really good get out of trouble disc when you're trying to get out from behind something right because a disc that is this overstable has that much fade on it you can really get some interesting lines from it right and so, you can,
1: and you can you know throw a kind of slow throw with it and mm-hmm. knowing it will just hook up right away yeah and go where you want it to go exactly so, yeah, so um like ron said i did carry it um I do love the disc. This disc is gorgeous. You'll see uh, when when Robin drops the Instagram pics. You, you'll see it's mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous disc. What I, like Robin actually bought one, and I threw it enough out uh, in a field with him that I automatically went and bought one for myself. It feels incredibly similar to the Buzz. Like it's not too far out from it. Um, and it has that over which I really was looking for in a mid-range. Uh, for my forehands, I can flick it really well. And, and I don't have a great forehand, but it feels really comfortable. And I know it's going to do, especially, like Ron was saying, those get-out-of-jail shots. You know, you're behind a tree and you need to go right, like real hard right, mm-hmm. um, but not a lot of distance. It's perfect for that. In all honesty, had we never reviewed the Gator, mm-hmm. this would probably still be in my bag.
0: That's possible, yeah. And
1: that's that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Is, is the Gator, and it's purely for uh, the feel in my hand that uh, the the rim on the Gator was more like my putters, and that just felt a little bit better to me. Mm-hmm. And it's one hundred percent personal preference. I feel like both discs do very similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, and are fantastic and that's the only reason that this isn't in my bag is just the feel in my hand so yeah. if you're a natural buzz thrower like robin that uh anything like that like the comet the buzz all that like just feels per- right to you this is where you want to go you need an overstable mid-range as you get a little bit more advanced and you need those shots uh it makes sense so, you ready for uh, one shot that I do love with this disc that I have not done yet with my Gator? So, I don't know. So, it might make it in some point. Um, so, I was throwing this for a while. And then, uh, I took it out of my bag. But today, I threw it a whole bunch more because we were reviewing it. I threw the most legit grenades oh, I've yeah. ever thrown <laughs> with this disc.
0: So, a grenade is a specialty shot. It's a crazy, where, like, you'll rarely ever
1: need It's you hold the disc upside down and you throw, like, the most spike highs you've ever thrown. Throw it
0: straight up in the air, almost.
1: Dude, I was dropping grenades on a dime with this thing.
0: Yeah. It'd be um, a perfect disc for it. It
1: is. It just, because I can't crank that hard, you know, so I'm not going to flip something over, like, maybe those bigger arm pros trying to grenade something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it might. Flip and fade out a little bit. I was I was getting pretty much straight up out seventy five feet and just cranking straight down. Mm-hmm. Uh, super cool. It's it's definitely a specialty disc. But it's it's beautiful. It's clean. You uh, could call
0: it a utility disc or a specialty disc. I think um, so, but yeah, it, but it's also it's it's like, most like you said, not. wind though, like yeah. wind.
1: You know, a big headwind, and you <clears> can trust <throat> it to do something close to like. Uh, your buzz will I only throw a Ti buzz. I've never thrown the Z line stuff, mm-hmm. so
0: they're fairly similar. New, uh, in my opinion, right. the, the two plastics, right. just the the titanium has a longer lifespan, right? It, and it this will too. Like what we're, we're,
1: we're throwing this this crystal. I I guess I've not thrown the crystal plastic, but just feeling it and seeing it, I feel like this is gonna have a long life mm-hmm. to it. Um, it's a hardy plastic. It reminds me a lot of. Of Champion from Innova. Uh, as uh, If you've listened to this podcast, you know that's a, a lot of our baseline is
0: Innova, those Innova Plastic. Yeah.
1: But uh, it's, it's, it's definitely an amazing disc.
0: Well, are you ready to talk some beer? I'm always ready to talk beer. Great. So we have this from Butcher Knife Brewing Company, which was, as we stated before... Thank you, Caleb. Wonderful listener, Caleb, who who went out and, and on our behalf and got Butcher Knife Brewing Company send this this I mean and
1: there's definitely a beautiful cock on this can.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh it's a rooster. So Well yeah. Well I mean but what were you thinking about? I I think most people might have gotten confused and Thought that there might be a phallus on the can. And I just wanted to make sure... Well, that'd be weird. Why, it, why would someone it was do clear that? clear that... Oh, no. That, that, that it's, no, a it's a farm animal. It's an
1: awesome rooster. I don't know... You...
0: And I don't really want to blur the lines between those two things. Cause... Why
1: would... You? That's weird.
0: <laughs> In any case, Joe... <laughs> this is an English-style mild ale that is a little bit hoppy. Right. Which a... is a kind of it it kind of an American transition yeah to, from the english mild style ale where you've got a very smooth kind of um dry ale that they've also added a little bit of hop characteristic to give it kind of an american twist right that'd be right. the i think the best way to explain this um it's dark in color it's overall light it's only 4.3 percent alcohol so it's drinkable and and um and kind of an easygoing beer it's it's, the main thing is just that hop. It's got that bitter flavor yeah, that yeah, comes but it's, through.
1: Yeah, but it's it's smooth. It's really like, uh, I took a sip of it before we started this podcast, actually. I just uh, want to check it out. It reminds me of like a nice, crisp iced tea. Okay. It does. I can see that. It's really refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's got that little, little, bit, bit, of and little of bit of bitterness. And a little, little bit, bit of A little bit of bitter. sweetness. Exactly. Huh. Like, exactly. Um, but it's just, it's super drinkable. Like, it's just like, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like you I, I like literally it's it's like iced tea that got a beautiful kick to it mm-hmm. um, I could see myself just cracking these and, and kicking back uh, and just relaxing you know it, it doesn't you know it doesn't kick you hard
0: and you're a, a man that enjoys himself a room temperature beer yeah. and the English style ale is perfect for that. Once so. again, room
1: temperature is not warm, room temperature is room temperature,
0: it's it's perfect. And, you know, true Americans like myself who prefer our beers, you know, cold because that's better.
1: It's not always. <laughs> Depends on the beer. Depends on the beer. I, I I have actually in the last uh probably year, um, have moved more towards the cold side. Oh. But there are beers that definitely like room temperature are still Legit, cause room temperature is actually a little bit cool. Like y'all don't realize, mm-hmm. it's still under, uh, you know, body temp. It's still. I like the cold side. I,
0: that, I, that thought it never occurred to me. Like warm side and cold side.
1: Listen, I get like sense of teeth that hurts is it my kind teeth. It's of like, it's the, really forest, like, like is the light and the dark
0: side. What I. Uh, I don't even know
1: how. The- can you like compare that to Lord of the Rings? Cause I'm lost right now. <laughs> Star Wars. I, I, I don't think I can. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've seen about the Star Wars, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> but nonetheless, it, it's a nice, clean, refreshing beer. It is, absolutely, absolutely, and and good, good kind of flavor palette to it. it Super is.
1: cool can. It's in a can, which we love. Uh, a sixteen ounce can. It's beautiful. Best part, uh, or not the best part, I say, but an amazing part was we got it for free.
0: Yeah. I think they did a really excellent job of adding the the hop characteristic to this without going nuts. And just making it a. You know, they didn't. I don't think they violated the style of the beer by just making it overly bitter. And just going nuts on the IBUs. I think they, they kinda of stuck true to the to the recipe and, and just added a little bit of hop characteristic and the end result being that you got a slightly bitter finishing yeah. English mild ale. And I think they did a pretty good job of it. I- they did. They did. It's good beer. And if, if you know
1: you just want a refreshing, nice beer, like that's that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna move to our next part. The verdict. The verdict. Um, one, we can't find this around here.
0: That's really. probably true.
1: Two, uh, I tend not to bring any beer on the course under six percent.
0: Joe's. Joe's. I'm a dirtbag And alcohol content. Right. I'm,
1: I'm a dirt bag. I just feel like for me, uh, and Robin can attest to this, and anyone who's ever played disc golf with me. I have the bladder of, like, a seven-year-old girl.
0: Yeah, maybe six.
1: Right. Um, I'm going to drink, like, five of these on the course, if not more. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that means I'm going to have to stop every other hole to uh, relieve myself, which holds things up, and then I, you feel awkward. and. Uh,
0: and then, you know, you're pulling your... You drunk out in a public park, most likely. Right, it's never good. Which is always a bad idea, especially
1: when you're someone who works with kids.
0: Yes. Uh, Which surprisingly, Joe does sh- molding young minds. Joseph Hardiman.
1: That's don't say surprisingly because that's that's <laughs> condescending. Um, yeah, but I, I really that, do. Huh? I really do dig the beer. Um, I think we actually have a few more cans, and we'll definitely drink them. Yeah, and.
0: Uh, your your complaint will be resolved fairly soon when we review another beer. Oh, we will. By Butcher oh, Knight yes. And, I, and I'm super excited the, for that. The alcohol percentage void that you're talking yeah. about. But
1: for what they were going for is awesome for the course. I'm not bringing it out. You know, I would. I actually really like this. This could be like your so Robin and I both tend to like rock like maybe a nice cider. And then a few, like, what I like to call "kicking the dick beers. <laughs> a few. Or at least one. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so this could replace one of Robin's ciders. Maybe. And plus, Robin drives them the majority of the time, so let's find out for him to have one of these. Uh, all right, so so
0: we're split on that. Awesome beer, but I don't bring the course. Robin will. And I bag the Buzz OS. Yes, you do. So it, it's obvious. I, this is, I think the Buzz OS for any player that is intermediate or advanced or higher this is a, a must have or at least this type of disc you know maybe maybe if you're a rock thrower or something like that and you you want to go with something more similar to that but nonetheless the buzz os is an excellent comp- complement for anyone that throws the buzz right and helps you get out of trouble mostly
1: totally and if you're if you're brand specific or you just don't dig the feel I, I throw a gator. Like the gator mm-hmm. that... Uh, I have a nice metal flake gator. That's what I throw. And I can pretty much throw all the same lines. Uh, it feels a little bit different in my hand, which I like better. Um, so that that's why I don't bag it. Um, if something happened to my gator, though, I would instantly have no problem popping this back in my mm-hmm. bag. It's an awesome disc. It's gorgeous. Um there's it's probably just like a big part of this due to my lack of carrying mid ranges in general. hmm But it's awesome, but it's not in my bag. Bummer. <laughs> so we got we got you're all in. I'm all in. It's, and I'm totally out. It's oh, oh, see, this is perfect. Oh see this is a this is a new
0: rating. Let's see. Um I think this one is Joe is hammered and Robin is obviously, you know, no, a, clear-headed, that's, that's, that's not making how, the uh, right choices. Nah. The beer is delicious. The, the beer is delicious. I, I
1: never said the beer wasn't delicious. I never <laughs> said the disc wasn't great. Uh, we were talking about our verdict. You're being a big jerk right now. Uh, I would appreciate... Uh, no, no, a you have the first. floor. Go
0: ahead and, and uh, say something about the verdict of the disc.
1: I feel like this is uh this is like getting skylined. Okay. Right. So, or or daylod, uh, no. for any of you that know either one. Or,
0: or or just having a disc roll away.
1: Like, but throwing like like the best drive you ever thrown. Like you're mm-hmm. like, I am parked. Like I skipped, and almost went in the basket. Like that was like gonna be an ace, and it just skipped like just in front of the basket. And now I have, like, 75 feet to make up. Uh, I'm still going to get a par. I'm still going to be okay with it. But I could have had an ace, and I definitely should have had a birdie.
0: That was a very in-depth description.
1: Makes sense, though, right?
0: I guess, yes.
1: Who's the drunk one now? (laughs) Can you give me a good reference? This is a... uh, a hilly course a ace roll, run away. roll away. Ace run roll away. Yep. Yeah, I like it. That's what I was hoping to get from you. You could have said yeah. those words like before you, well, you know. made me look like a dick. <laughs> but whatever. Huh?
0: Uh, you know. It's more fun this way. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. So that's it. I'm all in. Joe, I don't know. You know.
1: No. Get the disc. You'll love it. But if you throw a gator, don't waste your time.
0: Either way buy it from InfiniteDisc.com yes. using promo code DGP9 to get 10% off your entire order for the month of September. It helps us to get more discs here and we will in turn do giveaways for you guys.
1: Yeah, so, that's what it is. Uh, use that promo code. If sees it and goes, oh man, they use that promo code? That's awesome. Obviously, Disc Golf Podcast is hooking them up and we should hook them up.
0: Yeah, our loyal followers using our promo code. Uh...
1: Hit us up on our Twitter, which is at the disc Pod. You can get us on Instagram, the Disc Golf Podcast. Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash the Golf Podcast. You can just go to the com. It'll pump you just right over to our SoundCloud and you can just listen straight there. Mm-hmm. Uh, through all of those, plus you can go to the disc Golf Podcast at gmail.com. Any of those. If you want to be a part of our Twitter, just send us a message with your email address. Slack. Be
0: part of our Slack. Oh, what did I say? Twitter. It's Twitter, okay. you.
1: Yeah. Send us a message through any of those to get on our Slack. Uh, it's a pretty cool community. It's actually getting cooler every day. Mm-hmm. As new people join, uh, it's more fun. Like I've said in past episodes... We talk about what would you throw for this type of hole. Mm -hmm. We talk about all sorts of different discs, arm speeds,
0: how it all works. It's just a a fun little growing community of of disc golf podcast listeners. And we we have a great time. Joe and I are on there all the time. Custom disc golf emoji. That's right. Which is amazing. So hit us up the at podcast at gmail.com or any one of our previously mentioned social media outlets. Have a great weekend of disc golf. Hopefully you'll get out there and throw stuff at stuff, and we'll catch you next week.